What's up, guys? Here with you with FC Wonder Kid, episode 61. Here with my guy, Bretson. How are you? <laughs> I am over the moon. Um, hey, episode 61, we're back on track after a week hiatus. Mm. Um, and I just, I have to announce to everybody, um, we, my, my, my wife and I, we, we uh, welcomed a baby boy, Brooks, uh, to our family. Um, so it has been a sleep deprived, um, literally uh, not knowing what we're doing type of week. And, uh, I am really happy to be, be back in this seat to be back with you. Um, and, uh, yeah. And one of these times I'll, I'll bring Brooks out and I'll show everybody, but, uh, Hey, if I say anything wrong today, it's all Brooks's fault. Um, but I'm really happy to be back, Alex. How are you feeling? You, you doing well? I'm doing good, man. And congratulations on Brooks, man. Thank you. Uh, man, I'm excited on this because I'm dying to speak to you about all the news that I've yeah. been seeing going on. And <laughs> let's start with the big boys that I think will be one of the stars of the show in this mm -hmm. summer transfer window. It's Chelsea, baby. Chelsea are going to put on a show ins and outs, in my opinion, because Ziyech is leaving. Pulisic, we see a ton of news that he's leaving. Lukaku's yep. left. And Monbrosh mm -hmm. is reportedly going to West Ham for 30 million. That, mm -hmm. what, who's coming in? What's the plan? So something uh, needs to happen. I see a ton of players to leave. But I see little to no news. Little to no. Mm -hmm. Not okay recently. But not a lot of news of people to come forwards mm -hmm. with Chelsea. With the strike force. So Jeez. I like, let's see. <laughs> it just—it's just a lot of a lot of talk right now. And uh, Todd Bowley, uh, I told you this previously. Uh, he, as the owner of the LA Dodgers, they have the largest payroll Oof. in all of baseball, I believe. Um, so you're talking about a guy that is not afraid to spend, okay? <laughs> um, and I think what's happening here is that they're amassing all the resources and. Romelu Lukaku for 115 million, uh, whatever it was, euros or pounds down the drain. I don't think that he cares about that in the same way a Manchester United cares about getting snake bitten again. I think Todd Bowley is ready to spend. Mm -hmm. um, but I've also been out of the game the last couple of weeks. So you're, you got to tell me who's he spending on? Well, who's he bringing in? Todd Bowley, for me, having the role of a sporting director right at the start mm -hmm. of his Chelsea legacy. That is bold in my control. very bold control. Exactly. He wants to make a stance. And mm -hmm. I think you don't need to be a genius to understand that. Edmund Broja is a very good young striker. If you see the Southampton tape, people will understand. He played very well. Albanian youngster. He'll play for the national team too. So he's a very attractive striker. And going to West Ham, in my opinion, says to me, well, the Declan Rice deal in the future is much more accessible for Chelsea, in my opinion, with a deal like this of Armand Broja. Deals that make both clubs be happy. You know what I mean? So sure. I don't know if Declan Rice will go to Chelsea this summer, but the mm -hmm. next one, Definitely, or this one, or the or the next one. Kind of a Real yeah. Madrid feeling with with uh, Mbappe, but it, it's it's if it's inevitable, let's see if it happens. It'll, if it, I, it's all, it's all time. It's all a case of it, time. But uh, it, it's that it's that inevitability that makes it so intriguing mm -hmm. because Chelsea could totally use him mm -hmm. in this upcoming season, 
but but when all is said and done, I think they've got their eyes on maybe making an even bigger splash. Um, well, but the... I'm just I'm I'm just worried about like where mm-hmm. where are we where are we looking with this Chelsea defense after they've lost pretty much. I don't know everybody fuck, for the most part. Fuck, like, and, and a, a player that's big time in the news for Chelsea is mm-hmm. De Ligt. De Ligt, yeah. and it makes total sense. Todd, Bo- Todd, Todd, Boyle, Todd Boyle would ask, "Who's the best young mm-hmm. center back in the world?" De Ligt. Mm-hmm. Done deal. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. the only thing I need to know. Who is the best to come and then the present? So I feel those are the types of moves that he will try to get, and I can yeah. see. <laughs> Thomas Tuchel can see, the world of football can see that Neymar ain't happy at PSG and PSG ain't happy with Neymar. And it makes total sense for a club like Chelsea to step up and go bold for Neymar, in my opinion. I think this deal has can happen. I know I'm not going to say it's going to mm-hmm. happen 100%, but Chelsea yeah. are definitely in the top three list to get Neymar. I put Juve there too because I feel like Juve... Need a 10. Need a 10 with the Dabala sure. departure. And Juve has can spend big all of a sudden, like we saw with Vlahovic. They spend yeah, big I've, all of a sudden. I've questioned I have questions about that, but yes. But <laughs> they can. And so they do have that power, Juve. Right. So I I can't see other teams. Man City won't pull the trigger for Neymar. Liverpool won't pull the trigger. But Chelsea will. Chelsea will. And living in London with a coach, Thomas Tuchel, that knows Neymar very well. All the right pieces for a bold scenario to happen yeah. at Chelsea. So, mm. <laughs> Purely, purely from a... Yeah, well, you do believe it. I, I'm, I'm a little more skeptical about that. But mm-hmm. then again, I look at it and I say, new ownership, you know, kick in those... Remember, you and I were definitely mm-hmm. on the same page when we were talking about uh marina right marina or is it karina uh, marina yes, marina yes Ver- uh marina who is on her way out now Mar- todd Bowley has picked up yep on, on her way out we literally were you know singing her praises mm-hmm. when she did the get rid of the academy pieces mark Gahey, uh all these pieces it all added up to what 115 million or so that was spent on a player that wound up literally uh I don't know, doing reverse Pogba. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you want to call it? Like well, out the door, not once, but twice. Um, and in this scenario, uh, that money that she raised did nothing. I think Todd Bowley's going to look at it completely differently. I agree with you. He's going to be bull in a China shop. Mm-hmm. I think he's literally going to go into it and say, what is the big name I can buy? Um, and, and I'm talking myself into agreeing with you mm-hmm. on this. Now, you probably have a whole much a more educated approach to what we're thinking about from feel mm. seeing Neymar in that blue shirt. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And well, it would be a completely different era, but you're right. The only other team in the premier league that could probably go after him right now mm-hmm. it's, it's, is another hmm. shirt that I can't see him in. And that's Newcastle <laughs> United, but well, link up with Neymar. That, well, insane. Newcastle insane. would become a global, a global brand immediately. What? Well, right now they yeah. are improving. Okay, shout outs. <laughs> well, we're gonna talk more about Newcastle Force. They're making right calls, but Neymar yeah. would be a heavy call. <laughs> a thirty-year-old player that wants to win immediately and has a legacy 
to prove with a World Cup. Look, I believe something's going to happen. And this summer, Neymar is 100% leaving PSG. But you said blockbuster player will come to Chelsea. I would, oh, so and we I see news I, it's inevitable to talk about it I see news about Cristiano to Chelsea mm-hmm. okay because George mm-hmm. Minge met Mr. Todd Boyley so um, I don't think it's happening I don't no, think it's I happening did. because for United it would be embarrassing uh, him going to Chelsea in my opinion because if he does that he's saying to the club that the players aren't mm-hmm. good enough and that, that he doesn't believe in the future project too. In which I mean it's it morale wise, it's heavy. Okay? And Fabrizio Romano revealed that Christian Ronaldo wants to see moves in this transfer window. And come on, if United have to are gonna change, definitely need a shake in the summer. Yeah. So players are leaving. Well- we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves there because United needs a shake and they haven't shaken a dang thing yet. Okay. They haven't done anything while every other club around them is essentially making moves. And this isn't chess. You've known at United that you've needed to make moves for six, seven months now as the ship felt like it was going down and you've done nothing. You've done nothing to appease Ronaldo. You've done nothing to make it feel like there's actual change happening. So if, if, if this is just agents playing games, right. Mm -hmm. With the Ronaldo talk, that's fine. But part of me actually looks at it and says, I, I think Ronaldo feels like they're not doing enough to improve this squad. And it's the same thing. um, You know, and when you look at Chelsea, Chelsea needs somebody that can plug the gap of their embarrassment. Mm -hmm. Their embarrassment was Romelu Lukaku. And they need somebody that will come in and give them 15, 20, 25 goals in a year. Mm -hmm. Cristiano Ronaldo is the quickest way to that (laughs) without taking an 80, 90 million flyer on another striker that may have done it for one year in the Bundesliga or one year, whatever. Mm -hmm. So I, I actually, from a sporting sense, it mm-hmm. it makes a little bit of sense for me with Ronaldo, but mm-hmm. you're right. I, I can't I can't see him doing that. But uh, I, here's the thing: is I, I mentioned Todd Bowley mm-hmm. is going to um, find somebody if it's not Ronaldo, if it's not Neymar, mm-hmm. right? There is going to be a big target, and I would like to ask the the listeners mm-hmm. who they think that big target is going to be because the names really aren't that. Like, the list isn't that long yes. out there. Put in the comment right? section down below, people. Who do you think Chelsea is going to get? The names are Chris, Neymar, De Ligt, Usmane Dembele. Ooh. There was some news, too. Conde, right. yeah. Jules Conde, uh, mm-hmm. and Rice, obviously. Did I say Rice? <laughs> but yeah, I, you said I, Rice I, in there at the beginning. I, but I, I, I do have to say one thing, one thing. Mm-hmm. If Neymar goes to Chelsea... Okay, and I am I'm literally talking myself into this. Mm-hmm. If Neymar goes to Chelsea, I know it's very unlikely, mm-hmm. but I would pay everything to see Christian Pulisic play alongside Neymar in some capacity because mm-hmm. I honestly believe like that would work incredibly <laughs> incredibly well. Um very biased take. Uh understand I'm American. 
But my goodness, would I pay to see that? I do understand that they would probably need to sell him. But I think with an American owner, I don't think Christian Pulisic is going anywhere. And then let me ask you this, because uh, we spoke on off. Who would you rather have between Neymar and Christian for Chelsea? Who would you pick between the two for Chelsea? I know we, you, you and I talked offline about this for like two seconds beforehand. And I think I've... I'm like changing my mind uh, again and again because I'm a waffler. What can I say? But <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo plugs the gap that they need right now, which is goal scoring, which is mm -hmm. a functional functional nine, functional whatever, because we know he can play a bunch of places. But he's a functional poacher, target striker, anything you need him to be. Ronaldo will score goals for you. Mm -hmm. Exactly what Lukaku was not. Exactly what Timo Werner isn't. Uh, exactly what Kai Havertz uh, is they're hoping him to be, but he's not really kind of doing that, although he's becoming functional. So part of me feels like Ronaldo is the short-term choice. Uh, mm -hmm. The other part of me feels like if you can get a happy Neymar, which I think does not exist, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think a happy Neymar does not exist in terms of club setting. He was yeah, that's, that's the happiest he ever was. And he was never necessarily in the limelight. He was in the limelight with a, he's got this at PSG. Mm. He has it at PSG. He's got Messi. He's got Neymar. He's got, uh, he is Neymar. There's that brain fart I was telling you about. It's Messi. It's Neymar. It's uh, Mbappe yes. still there. I mean, mm -hmm. come on. You've got your setup where the world is not on your shoulders any longer. Mm -hmm. You've got the right setting. The grass is not greener on the other side for a club. Mm -hmm. So while I think, if I have to look at it from a sporting perspective, I am now going to flip it on its head and I'm going to say Neymar long-term at Chelsea doesn't make sense. <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo short-term at Chelsea makes a lot of sense. Uh, even though I, I agree with you, I don't think it's going to happen. I think that would be the better play for Chelsea until they find their long-term target. I agree with the take and I do believe Neymar to Chelsea will, but Krij won't happen uh, to Chelsea and long-term. Watch the tape because I will want yeah. to look back one day because I believe you are right on the <laughs> money with it. And just so I on off, I was saying to people, because as I said, Lukaku leaving Pulisic, Ziyech, Edmund Broja, someone had to come. Mm -hmm. Neymar comes, but he still isn't the striker. And Kai Havertz, great number nine, but he still needs someone else. And my... My bold, my bold uh, transfer for Chelsea mm -hmm. would be like a Harry Kane at striker if they couldn't yeah. get Ronaldo, okay? Because Tottenham, if they get Richarlison, that I've, I've said it in the past, I believe mm -hmm. that they will anticipate, get the striker, and then they'll just sell Kane. And everyone is happy. It, it's a much happier scenario than not having a replacement for Kane and Kane leaving. So yeah, Harry Kane makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and Conte, Conte being that manager at Tottenham too, it, it's yeah. a relief and it makes it easier for Harry Kane to leave for Tottenham fans in Tottenham fans' eyes because they believe, oh, he'll go, but we'll get something back, something greater. We'll have a team maybe. So, Oof. well, a better team because they have a great team there in the top four, okay? But yes, we can talk now but. top four. Type beat, not Chelsea. And Frankie de Jong was mentioned oh briefly. And look, the longer this goes for Man United, the more embarrassing it is. The Frankie de Jong to Man United. Because we yeah. all know Man United wants it. Frankie de Jong, mm -hmm. is, he doesn't even want it a lot. He's just like, no. it's inevitable. What can I do? 
but he's working with Eric Ten Hag, so it's a great bonus. But sure. come on, just make it happen. Yeah. And great for me, I said it too. Like Calvin Phillips going to Man City now, it just accelerates mm -hmm. an awful lot mm -hmm. the process of Frankie De Jong going to Man United. Because let's be honest, who would sign Frankie? Right. City. <laughs> uh, I mean, City would so. be, yeah, first and foremost. I, I don't know what mm -hmm. is United's issue as it stands. If it's Ten Hag wants the young, the it money. is the money. But but even guys we thought were shoe-ins for the Eric Ten Hag project at mm -hmm. United, they're not there yet. True. They're not there yet. Jurian Timber, uh, not there yet. Yeah. Christian Eriksen, not there yet. I don't know if that was actually a part, but there is obviously rumors that Christian Eriksen was approached I, and I he turned them down. Ah. And, he, and there's only one out there that, you know, has said, essentially, I will follow Eric Ten Hag to the ends of the earth. And that's Anthony. He's not even there yet. Right. If that's even a viable solution uh, for United. But really what it comes down to is United fans are like poking, you know, Old Trafford poking Manchester United saying, you know, get this done. And I think that the the moving on and Eric Ten Hag having to vocalize that he didn't want Ralph Rangnick in the consultancy role. Mm -hmm. I think there, there's just a little more jostling that's getting done to iron out, you know, mm -hmm. all of the control that Ten Hag um, should have at United. But this is something that they should have been working on for. I, I don't know. But if you, if you don't have a boss in place. The player should be happier. I, the player should be happier about joining uh, Eric Ten Hag, a former coach, and Man United. Frankie De Jong should be, and he's not happy. Why? Because he feels yeah. like he's not going to a sporting project that is beneficial for his future, maybe. And it's like, well, I'll be hated if I don't go. Like literally, the Man United fandom is obsessed with Frankie De Jong right now. Okay, 70 million pounds, okay, mm -hmm. is a, a big investment, okay? And it's not the um, not, not the, the most appropriate start, in my opinion, for Eric Ten Hag. Right. That's a huge, no. like, you're going to start. The first memory we're going to have of Eric Ten Hag is Frankie Deon coming in with him. That's right. going to yeah. be the first. Right. That's pressure. That is added right. pressure right at the start. So it should be more like a Man United type transfer. Like you said, like a project, like a, a thought, a thought yeah. process transfer. Not just, oh, Frankie de Jong's available. We can get him. Let's go get him. No, they should have gotten him before. I, I hate to really draw. Well, no, I mean, there is a viable comparison here to Arteta and the Arsenal transfer policy uh, at the beginning of last year, <laughs> essentially. You know, it was them essentially saying, we need these particular pieces. Mm -hmm. We need to get the right pieces. You know, we we railed mm -hmm. Arsenal uh, Arsenal for how much they spent on Ramsdale, mm -hmm. uh, on Ben White, on, yes. you know, a lot of these people have brought them back to European football. Sure, mm -hmm. they bungled it. They could have gotten Champions League football. They didn't. But mm -hmm. ultimately, did they make progress? Yes. United, you know, mm -hmm. you should at least have, and, and, and I honestly, I put this in front of probably Ten Hag more than anybody else now. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. I think Ten Hag might be getting cold feet in the sense of, I don't want a big business transfer day one to be my Romelu Lukaku. Because how many times have previous managers been snake bitten, mm -hmm. whether it's Harry Maguire, whether it's Aaron <laughs> Wan-Bissaka, whether it's even... 
and I'm going to say it, Jaden Sancho is still young, but Jaden Sancho, oh, right? No, 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 the, no, This is a lot of <laughs> – not that Sancho is bad. I'm just saying it's a lot of money spent oh, okay, for right. little output at the moment in time. So it's – it's uh, what is it called? Like once bitten, twice shy, or it's like a snake-bitten approach mm. to this. And let's be honest, Eric Ten Hag, has he ever had control of the size of a transfer budget that he currently has control of? Fucked. Not that never happened. Exactly. Very yeah, true. But he, but he has worked at a big club at Bayern, and he has seen sure. how good organizational transfers and decisions are done. So there is hope too for Man United with that. But the truth is too: how will Eric Ten Hag win anything with a midfield of Scott McTominay and Fred? They don't even go with his playing style. Okay, a double pivot with McTominay and Fred. I like Fred. But McTominay at the pivot, that couldn't. Just couldn't happen. So, yes, getting that sixth rule sorted is the immediate to get the top four. And I might say this too. This is the <laughs> worst midfield ever in Christian Ronald's career. Ever. <laughs> McTominay and Fred. I, I literally think he's never been with, with, uh, with another midfield like that. At Real... At United in the past, he's not used to this. And at Portugal, qualidad, qualité, okay? Jomotin for the past few years. But, so, <laughs> they really need to sort out the, the midfield. And the point, the other point you mentioned was players like Pesaka, Maguire, Sancho, yes. These are assets that have to, that their value has to be the ones that they bought them for, at least. Come on. And I believe with Sancho, I have high hopes mm -hmm. with Den Haag. I oh, have high hopes. And there's another player, too. I don't see a lot of news yeah. that I do have high hopes with Den Haag. Or I'm beginning to have more higher hopes with Den Haag. Marcus okay. Rashford. Marcus <laughs> Rashford isn't being talked, okay? There's no going here, going there news. There's nothing with Rashford. Yeah. And in the past, you see, oh, he's going to Barca, he's going to Barca. There was a, a ton of news. But the fact that everything's silent, I believe that Rashford is focused. And I'm predicting a Marcus Rashford turnaround season next season with Ten Hag. Because I think I like he suits guy. the rule. He su suits the role. If we saw mm -hmm. Anthony going bold, I believe that Rashford has the quality to go bold with Ten Hag. And both wings, come on. Rashford, Sancho, that can be bold. And... Another thing you mentioned briefly, Anthony, mm -hmm. the the asking price of Anthony right now, I have, I have here in my notes, 70, 80 million? Oh, come on, Ajax. Right. Like, Ajax sells Gravenberg to Bayern for 20 million. For 20 million. They sell their top goal scorer, Haller, for, 30, uh, for 35 million to Dortmund. And now right. you're asking United for Timber, 60 million. Anthony, 80 million. This makes yeah, no yeah. sense with these evaluations. So, Fam in my familiarity, opinion, oh, sorry, but I'm just going to say familiarity breeds contempt. Well, they know, they know Eric Ten Hag wants them that much. It, so, it, they will raise the price on them. Exactly. So, that's why I believe that United shouldn't go for them because they don't, should, United shouldn't be bullied. To get a price. It should be a glory, like they say, glory, glory, Man United. It should be glorious mm -hmm. for the player to represent Man United, okay? A player like Timber Anthony at Ajax, they should be happy. They should be pushing Ajax to lower that price. And the mm. fact that that doesn't happen, 
You know what I mean? So yeah. it's and then, and there's another well, player, Lisandro Martinez, to asking price yes. 50, 60 million. Like, yeah. come on. But Ajax are gonna make proper money, okay? This this window. They are. Masquio K free. That doesn't count. Howler 35. Um Gravenberg 20. Anthony maybe. Timber maybe. Uh Lisandro Martinez leaving. That's yeah. That's easily more yeah. than 150 million if everyone goes easily. And and then you then you look at Ajax and you're like, what are you gonna do with that money? Build more <laughs> academies, build more fields. True. Because you're not gonna be able to spend 70 million dollars to bring somebody into the Dutch here to visit. Mm -hmm. It's but just it's not much, gonna happen. So yeah, yeah. I, I I'm I'm with you. The valuations seem off. I think he should have probably changed tact. Mm -hmm. And I'm a little surprised that Ten Hag did not go after any of the Portuguese contingent that are so already moving sense. to different clubs. The Vitinhas, the Mateus yes. Nunes, the, oh the uh, pa uh, Paulinha. Um, it, they might be still in for them. Uh, but ultimately, yeah, if you want something that draws parallels, um, I that's probably a good place to start. I'll just say this. I'll just say that you mentioned Vitinha Man United. If Man United yeah. have had a double pivot next season, starting with Frankie de Jong and Vitinha, yeah. people, yeah. it would be night and day from what you're used to with Frankie and McTominay. Absolutely. The ball retention, Absolutely. the quality of pass, mm -hmm. everything would be much better. And people, oh, they don't defend. Come on. On smart movement, smart play, being in the right place at the right time. That's what Frankie and Vitinha do. They read the game differently. Okay, so Ericsson, uh, I saw that you said though, Ericsson refused United. The, uh, that happened. That's what, it, that's, that's what it looks like. That's, that's what it looks like. He, so he's staying he's at Brentford. Well, I don't know if he's staying at Brentford, but he's not going to Manchester United, is hey. what it seems. Unless, of course, this is a tactic. Uh, but I, Hey, I, I just got to say like, Man. how pissed would you be if you're a Manchester United fan? Um, and, and I actually don't mean this as a negative or a positive mm -hmm. necessarily, because sure. I might actually want to see this, but I kind of would like to see a Ten Hag era. Mm -hmm. If he has the control needed, I'd almost like to see him start the season giving James Garner some yes. opportunities, giving Hannibal Mejbri some opportunities to get ingrained with the side, figure out what your absolute weaknesses are. Mm -hmm. And maybe because you are snake bitten, because it is tough in this transfer world right now, mm -hmm. um, maybe that's the best case scenario. But that also means there's going to be short-term impatience. Mm -hmm. There's going to be short-term hatred <laughs> rained down from above Fuck. by you know Manchester United fans that want success and they want it now. But maybe that's longer. what you got Ten it Hag's longer too. You got it Malanga, longer yeah. for your attractive Garnacho. Everybody yeah. mentions Garnacho the future. So, yeah. Yeah, oh, man. so it, there, there is there is hope. There are some yes. an amazing rebuild can happen. So put down below, people. What do you think Man United should do right now in the transfers, getting it done? So we mentioned mm -hmm. top four because United wants mm -hmm. to fight for that top four, and we see Tottenham and Arsenal. Going bold in the window, okay? And I got to say, Arsenal's transfer business right now, much, much better than it was sure. three, four years ago. And I have yeah. to say, Arteta has a hand in that. So, Arteta, great job with the transfers. In my opinion, I'm liking them, what I'm seeing. And I got to say, mm -hmm. in the past, Arsenal signed Lacazette, Aubameyang, Ozil, and Mkhitaryan for $198 million. How much money did these players give 
in transfers when they left Arsenal? Zero. 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 That is a problemo. A huge problem at Arsenal, okay? That they can't even value assets. That is, they are leaving the club on free cheaps. Come on. You're being used. So that can't happen anymore. And I think with Arteta and with these decisions of making a team, a group, a young group that wants to win, mm -hmm. that's the right move, man. Because Ramsdale, goalkeeper. Tomayasu, I like him. Nobody mentioned Saliba. If Saliba mm -hmm. plays at the level yeah. that we see him in the French national team, it's not even like in a, in a lower league. It's the French national team. If we see him at, at that level at Arsenal, this top four is more than realistic for Arsenal fans. Yeah. More than it, realistic. It, it's, it's completely realistic to say that Saliba was the best defender, mm -hmm. best center back Mm -hmm. in, in league one last year um, oh. amongst the marquinhos amongst the the sven botmans amongst you know breach was a fun yeah so uh, you know it, it comes down to the fact that ken saliba do it on a rainy day in stoke <laughs> no just kidding uh, uh can he do it in the premier league will he be you know to go back to the neymar thing will mm -hmm. he be centered enough will he be happy mm -hmm. enough um and hopefully arteta is is doing all he can to make sure that I that's going to happen because that depth that depth is ridiculous. Fuck. That depth is ridiculous um, if if and when it comes. But the big one that hasn't gotten across the line, and I know you and Carvalho talked about this quite a bit. Mm -hmm. um, yes. Give it Gabriel up. Jesus. Mm -hmm. uh, it's one of those ones that it, it looks so good on paper that I almost feel like it's going to fail. I, I, I get you. I get you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I get you. And the first thing that's a, a huge red flag is that Arsenal yeah. think they're going to sign their target man striker, the man that's going to score all the goals. I I don't have that feeling with Gabriel Jesus. No. And Tite, the national team coach of Brazil, has said in the past that, he's, that he prefers to play on the wing. So yeah. the long-term expectations of Arsenal fans with Gabriel Jesus, yes, expect goals. But maybe you'll have to get a striker, another striker. So, yeah. again, it might be the same talk in the future. So, hopefully, Arteta has a special role. A special mm -hmm. role for Gabriel Zouj at the number nine position. And, yeah, if that's the case, it's more than justified the 60 million. But, he, but yeah. if he goes to the wing in the future... I think that's a bit overpriced. It's a bit yeah. overpriced for that for the uh, the contract. He has got two years of contract left in his deal, right? So yeah. that's Something a bit like that, of, yeah. yeah. So it's a bit. It's a good and, deal. By and then don't get me wrong, like his versatility, you know, everything that he was for City. Mm -hmm. um, I I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he is in the top ten all time of goals per game or goals per 90 minutes when it comes down to it over mm. a certain amount of appearances. Well, I mean, I think he had like April. something like 78, was, 78 Premier League goals or something. If, if uh, you don't count April, <laughs> it was April. Yeah. <laughs> April just... Oh, that was just April? Yeah, April he had like seven goals. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, 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 yeah. So like, I mean, it really just comes down to the, the whole thought process, the mm -hmm. whole like the vigor with which they're going mm -hmm. at Gabriel Jesus. It's one of those things where you want it. Mm -hmm. You look at it, you say, this should work out. Yeah. Arsenal fans should be a hundred percent happy about this. Mm -hmm. His versatility does mean he can play on the wing, which mm -hmm. great. But at the same time, it just feels like that's one of those things where maybe well, we thought that exact same way after Lacazette tore things up for uh, Lyon. <laughs> 
in, in League One, um, mm-hmm. and, and it just didn't materialize. But right? I would have um, loved so- to have seen Lacazette next season with Arsenal. Personally, mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you, Bretson, because, Fair okay, enough. Eddie yeah. and Ketia, I like him. I like him. And I, I feel like that's a bold decision by Arteta to retain Enketia because they could have got a they, they 2027 okay that extension is and if he's there he's gonna be used and it's it's it yes it has it was bold in my opinion and there's another thing that has to happen too at arsenal and i'm gonna say the <laughs> listeners because i receive a ton of questions for fabio Vieira. where's he gonna play what's he gonna do and i'm gonna say this for all the arsenal fans out there please please go get another eight man okay Parte, Tielema, and then have a decision of Odegaard Vieira, okay? Fabio Vieira will be terrific, but he needs someone like Vitinha, like a Tielema supporting him to give him that freedom and that option to pass that is so secure like Vitinha is. Tielema fits the bill completely. And Arsenal, that would be amazing, man. That would be amazing. Serious question for you. Mm. Do you think at all, and mm. I kind of already know the answer to this. Yes. Do you think Fabio Vieira is a little too small for the Prem? I, I, <laughs> I mean, I, I, honestly, I, feel, I, uh, I honestly feel like he is going to get bodied. He, I mean, he, I feel like he is going to get I'm, destroyed. And there will be a transition period that I think right now people mm-hmm. are not giving him the patience or, or are already pricing in the fact uh, that their impatience is going to like I'll be Arsenal fans you. might turn on him early on I'll is be what I'm saying. With you, he's a ruthless kid, man. This is a okay. kid that doesn't hold back, and the All fact right. that I feel like he's the way he is because he plays the way he, he plays best with that body. Man. Trust me, Fair the enough. way he All moves, right. he's silky. He's silky, and what I gotta say too with Fabio Vieira is the the way he just drops. On the wing, yeah. the way he just goes to the midfield all of a sudden. I feel like if he was a bit more bulked up, he couldn't be as fast. Or I don't know that magician role. Uh, I'm just saying. But I'm just I saying understand. he could call up, no. call up Fabio Silva and get his regimen because Fabio <laughs> Silva's looking pretty damn good these days. Uh, you know, get him that regimen. No, I'm just, I'm just saying. Like he looks mm-hmm. like a guy. You look across the other midfields, right, mm-hmm. in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Um, and even a guy like Ruben Neves, yeah. since he's moved into the league, he has bulked up some. Uh, not C- not CDM, big. Though. I'm not talking. Like, no, Kevin I understand De Bruyne. CDM, Kevin De Bruyne. The, good De Bruyne has bulked yeah. up some. He used to be yeah. Mr. Like, Foden. Bones now. Foden. Foden. Yeah. He's athletic. Yeah. He's got a, he's five. He's got so, five or two. But I, I get where you're coming from, definitely. And look at Odegaard. <laughs> look at yeah, Odegaard. I, I, I think you're right with that. He will improve physically. That will be the biggest change with Vieira. But what's not going to change about Fabio is the way he finds the goals, Bretton, and the assists. Fair so Fair <laughs> I believe, I believe, look, I'm going to say this, bold statement. I believe Fabio uh-huh. Vieira will have more than five assists in the Premier League in the first season straight away. Boom, five, okay. five assists. That's, that's more than acceptable. I don't think I'm going too bold. I'll, I'll be honest with you. For me, no, I no. believe 10. I believe 10 for real. Me, okay. me, me, I believe 10. But five, yeah, I, I feel I, like that's. A... I mean, I was gonna say that didn't sound bold enough for you because <laughs> I think I think with you know okay the price tag was reasonable and mm-hmm. this and that, but you know it was one very mm-hmm. very solid season and a yeah. solid season where he also wasn't starting as much as say somebody that would post that number. At the, yes. You couldn't get him out of the eleven late in the season. I got mm-hmm. that, 
But mm-hmm. when it comes down to it, I do think there needs to be a little more patience uh, with this with this transition. And I do think mm-hmm. it won't be like that. And hey, if it is, that's great. But mm-hmm. um, if people are only, I can tell you right now, Arsenal fans, mm-hmm. they're not expecting just five assists from him. <laughs> they want 10 from the get-go. Well, what they can expect from Fabio Vieira is a player that can, can cont- contribute in the future of Arsenal and is a very good stepping stone in creating a legacy. And he's the right player yeah. for an Arteta legacy to go right. So I'm with <laughs> anyway, you. I, 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 I go with that. And what I just want to end up with Arsenal, because I really don't want to forget mm-hmm. this one, is if Gabriel Zouge goes to Arsenal, I fully believe they still need to get another winger. And so me seeing the news about Rafinha, I love mm-hmm. that. Rafinha and Gabriel Zouge, both to, to Arsenal, that would be sheesh. Creme de la creme type beat, in my opinion, okay? So, but the I left mean, side, a- Martinelli and Smith, bro. <laughs> where, where, where are we getting this money, though? That's, ah, that's Arsenal, what... Arsenal's been... They've been saving a lot, though. And, and let's be honest. Arsenal, we don't, we don't... They don't spend big, 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 like ever since Ozil, Sanchez... And Pepe? Nicolas Pepe? Oh, yeah, Pepe, true. But they didn't go for Ozime. I, 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 th- I no. thought they were going to spend that Ozime money, but... They still kept it. They still kept it locked. At, but I, okay. I agree with you, Pepe. That was <laughs> that was. I mean, somebody's somebody's gonna have to leave. Somebody's gonna have to leave. I know the wage bill is down. Lacazette gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Obama Yang gone. But somebody likely would have to leave to be able to bring in Rafinha for sixty million plus. True. Um, True. And I do agree. I, if they sign Rafinha, I think that that's a bigger signing mm-hmm. uh, for them than. Fabio Vieira, then um, no, no, no. pretty much anyone else still sign in the window. I'm just saying from the get-go, from the get-go, this is a guy that understands the Prem. This is a guy that even when the ship was sinking at Leeds United with Bielsa, uh, he was still putting in his shifts mm-hmm. as, you know, he was playing as hard as he ab- absolutely could. He was still, you know, making the highlight reels, still doing what he had to do. And I think this is the guy that Arsenal fans can really, from the get-go, maybe if they get him, it, it will cause... Arsenal fandom to give Fabio Vieira the, the the time to transition that I think he's going to need. Um, but Rafinha is would be a brilliant, brilliant signing if somehow they can fit him under the, you know, under the. That would be fucked. And you went bolder, saying better than Fabio, but just <laughs> love it, love it, love it. And I'm just gonna say this too: if Tottenham and Arsenal are gonna surpass <clears throat> Chelsea in the Premier League table, it's with a big season of William Saliba. And for Tottenham, Christian Romero, okay? I fully believe the cent- these two centre-backs can be in the team of the season, okay? next uh, mm-hmm. At the end of next season. If yeah. both teams have an amazing campaign. So that is another bold prediction I just wanted to put out there with Romero. Because we saw <laughs> that Romero Conte- with Conte looked m- yeah. very, very different. And let's see. Fingers crossed with Saliba. Fingers crossed with Saliba. But you mentioned fast leads with Rafinha. Brendan Aronson done. Rafinha leaving. But there's players that are coming in. And yes, it wasn't just to Rasmus Christensen. But we see a ton of news now of Charles the Ketzler coming to Leeds. And the other player that I was surprised was Cody Gakpo to go Mm. to Leeds too. So I I think it's 10, 15 million, the reported fee. So that just shows, like, Leeds are doing great, great business, okay? Calvin Phillips left 
okay yeah. and they're gonna i think they are gonna spend that money wisely wisely so yeah and they might even be able to bring in uh tyler adams from the red bull system as well to replace calvin phillips which uh, you know there's a whole lot of similarities tough tackler um part of me though feels like jesse marsh might need to look somewhere else but uh, as, a, as an american i would love for it to become leeds usa you know <laughs> you, you, you you get a little aronson you get you got marsh on the sideline acting like a 21 year old kid uh celebrating i don't I love know him. Love yeah, him. last minute goal every every time but tyler adams in the back yeah if they get to get to layer oh my if gosh. they get you know it, it, it'd be a it'd be a fun team to watch whether or not they can stay up that's going to decide on how everybody gels and that's the issue you sign a bunch of really promising youngsters you get younger all of a sudden one of them breaks down you're right back where you were last year in a relegation mm -hmm. battle because the rest of the ship needs to be patched up elsewhere right mm -hmm. um so i will be really really interested the calvin phillips deal mm -hmm. i didn't think that that would get done as smoothly Smooth. as it did and man Talk. you know pep got his man Talk. pep targeted it was just like whoo mm -hmm. the calvin phillips is a great get for city i'm i'm kind of sad to see him and, and this, go, too, this and this too you mentioned like now city fast it's like yeah. you look at manchester united and you look at man city mm -hmm. you see man city done deal with Haaland, done deal with calvin phillips done deal previously with julian alvarez even and marco yep. curella in the talks to be a done deal too elite Absolutely. management here we used to see yeah. united making these types of decisions and now city is the club that everyone everyone wants to be like one day okay yeah so and, times and, have changed sterling leaving zuz they just know what to do they just know what yeah to do. and they're paying for it for the most part and, and where are true, they paying for it true just they like, know they know their they know their academy mm -hmm. is not up to snuff to the point where you're going to necessarily give a CJ Egan Riley, you know, minutes next year. You're not going to give, uh, oh, why am I blanking on another name? Mm. Um, CJ, uh, Gavin, uh, Gavin Buzuno is not, he's, he's superfluous. Mm -hmm. He's not necessarily needed at this time. You've got yes. Ederson and then you'll bring in another backup if they let Zach Stefan go. Right? And Edozi for 10 million, if you can get 10 million pounds for a 19 year old Edozi that, that one, you're right? not. You're not going to pay going to Leverkusen by all means do it Fuck. because that I, I get it while I, I hate to see it happen mm -hmm. with city's Academy. You know, I think Cole Palmer is the only one that Pep looks at uh, right now out of there and, and says, yeah, yeah. And maybe Liam Delop still has a chance. He's still coming back. He's True. playing really well in the U19 euros for England. Mm -hmm. uh, but to be honest, I just think, it's Chelsea like mm -hmm. uh, when when it came to raising money for Lukaku, uh, <laughs> but you're taking guys that really are not going to play. Uh, Edozi at Leverkusen could mm -hmm. break out, or he could be eh. CJ mm -hmm. Egan Riley. Eh. Lone. You, you don't know what's going to happen. And the, there's one going to Leeds. Um, mm. Oh man. The CDM, right? I I don't know, uh, but yeah. Yes, I just want to say this too, like City. Mm -hmm. Buy, as I said previously, City buy Haaland, Calvin yep. Phillips, Cucurella, maybe Cucurella and Alvarez. And they even get more money, okay, with the profit mm -hmm. by selling Sterling, Jesus and Bernard Silva. They sign all right. these players and they still have a profit by just selling these three players. And what they bring in, yeah. Haaland, come on. 
Oh my days, the levels. But you mentioned too, Gavin Bazunu, 14 million to Southampton. Million. And what a young defense Southampton has, right? Gavin Bazunu, mm -hmm. Saliso, Livramento, and all great deals. Saliso was like 12 million, Livramento yeah. five. So great business by Southampton, man. Great business. It, 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 it is. It is. And I, I remembered his name. It's Darko Giabi. Mm. Darko Giabi is, is on his way, uh, apparently, to Leeds. But yeah, Southampton's been smart in doing this relatively recently, I guess. I mean, the Livermento for $5 million is going to go down as probably one of the better steals uh, over the last maybe five years in the transfer market in the Premier League. Completely. Um, I mean, it's just a great, great, great signing and a kid that's like just getting started. Mm -hmm. Just getting started. Uh, and they also just brought in um, a Bundesliga player. Um, I'm forgetting his first name, but it's, his last uh, name is I, I easy to remember. Yeah. Armel. Yeah. yeah. Armel, uh, Arnel uh, Bella Kotschop yes. uh, for like 10, 10, 10 million. million or so, which if you don't know him, I mean, he's, he's speedy and he's big and strong. Uh, and you, I could see him and Salisu, um, you know, forming a very good partnership for years and years to come. Mm -hmm. He'll need some time. But yeah, Southampton, do I ever think they'll get back to the days of, uh, you know, Sadio Mane, um, uh, Tadic, uh, you know, all those, yeah, th those, time. those yesteryears, those like Le uh, Liverpool feeder Morgan system years. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh my um, God. but. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jose Font? Yeah. Jose Font? Jose Font, yeah, Come yeah, on. yeah. Gotta give praise. Oh, Adam Lalana. Oh, Adam Lalana. They had Southampton at the time. Come on. Yep. But I yep. gotta say, I agree with you. In Southampton, they, I think they're a club. Ever since Pochettino was there managing, I feel like the yep. club has always made wise choices. And mm -hmm. having a player like Ward Prowse, okay, he, all the Premier League clubs want him, and he still mm -hmm. stays. So that shows that he believes in the sporting project that is at Southampton. And he is in the English national team. So Southampton are doing things right, in my opinion, at their club. And yes, being a bit of a feeder club, like with, with talents like Mane, Van Dijk. Yeah, that's come on. Right. It's very hard. Van Dijk, right. Exactly. We, we forgot to mention Van Dijk. Oh. I mean, that that Southampton team was just absolutely amazing. And, uh, and they've, they've grown even better. Mm -hmm. Almost every one of them, save Schneiderlin. True. Uh, has grown even better uh, and stronger. So mm -hmm. um, I just think, um, oh man, what was I going to say? It's um, great scouting. But so, it's great it, it is. It is. Uh, but, oh yeah, you mentioned James Ward Press. Mm -hmm. Okay. If there is a man that needs a move, okay, <laughs> I, I get loyalty. I get loyalty. But James Ward Prowse, you're okay. talking about this guy is elite and world class when it comes to his free kicks, when it comes mm -hmm. to his long shots, when it comes to dictating pace. Mm -hmm. uh, he can tackle too. Take the step up. He deserves to take the step up. Go to Newcastle. Um, Go to yeah. Newcastle. Partner up with Brungi Marange and get the fan base that absolutely will love you. The Jordy yeah. uh, uh, fans. They will love James Ward Prowse. I believe that that would be the deal for him if he leaves. Yeah, well, I'm glad we're in agreement on that because Ward Prowse, man, his <laughs> his window is his window is closing, right? He's not True. he's not a young buck anymore. He's getting closer to the 30s if he's True. not already 30. But the guy has skills that are mm -hmm. that very few people in the Premier League, let alone in the world, mm -hmm. can offer to clubs. I and I I believe that the right club should come in and take him. Newcastle's a great shout. Mm -hmm. If West Ham want to spend some money on him. Uh, you can do that. I, 
you know, mm-hmm. I, I've heard West Ham over here, at least. I don't know if that's hitting over there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a very, very intriguing um, thought. And I think now is the right time uh, to do it. But we talked yeah. about Newcastle. But Little but, things that Newcastle... Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yes, just you on West Ham, I think Lingard. I mm. think Lingard might mm. happen, too, because knows the club and he's on a free now. And I feel like for Lingard, if West Ham managed to get Ayrola and then yeah. Armand Broja Lingard, I know they managed to get a, a center back for 30 million. That was bold, mm-hmm. man. Okay. So, like, mm-hmm. I, they, 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 look, big signings for big transfer fees. West Ham do it, and it tends not to be the best. So, let's hopefully it goes well. And, yeah, let's wait and see. But, yes, <laughs> Newcastle, you mentioned it. And, yes, yeah, Sven Botman. To Newcastle, New- it happened exactly. Asa Milan got beat yeah. by Newcastle in the signing of Sven Botman. So this shows what they're offering. Okay, a lot of money and a successful sporting direct uh, sporting project. Okay, I believe sure. that they offer that to Botman. And but but I will I will say I do think that Sven Botman might not have necessarily been. Um, pursued as much by AC Milan like later on, right? Mm. And why is that? You've got two guys, Pierre Kalulu and Fakayo Tomori. Mm-hmm. Those two guys made it almost not needed to go out and let now for depth purposes, True. still likely would have been whatever the right person, right? They might be able to find it in the academy. I don't know. But really what it comes down to is I think Sven Botman um mm-hmm. Lille getting 39 million 40 million for him after only spending 8 million to poach him away from was it Ajax? Yeah, from Ajax. Mm-hmm. Yep. Man, um that was uh, that was Luis Campos, right? <laughs> yeah. That Luis got Campos. that got Botman in the first place? Yeah, it was Oof. it was it was it was it was Brilliant. Luis Campos. And another deal too that that Newcastle yes. did that I feel like for me it's like one mm-hmm. of the clutchest deals this summer. Okay, Newcastle did. Botman and Nick Pope. Nick yes. Pope is a solid signing I agree. for Newcastle because yes, he was he should he didn't deserve to go down with Burnley, okay? And then sure. very happy for him to stay in the Premier League and then a successful sporting uh project like Newcastle want to be. Yeah. And he can be that goalkeeper for three, four years and he just stays there. And thirty years old, I feel like that is the way ago he was at burnley since 2016 i think so yeah, yeah. big up and th- this, yeah nick pope i mean for 11 million euros i i don't know why you don't do it um mm-hmm. exactly so nick pope but also the other one that went under the radar mm-hmm. uh them getting matt target as Ooh, well yes that target is a True. very 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 solid left back in the premier league mm-hmm. um and that's just one of those kind of newcastle depth issues mm-hmm. that's they are starting to build the pieces instead of go after the flashy Neymars that we mm-hmm. want them to go after right now. They are going after the pieces they know they need to shore up a roster that had its holes. Yes. Right. That definitely had its holes. Um, so I, I love, I love their transfer do you, um, do you policy think like, as it stands. Do you think from what you're seeing, like that Newcastle have a chance to end up ahead of Villa and Wolves next season? I believe Newcastle are really doing great deals. Like Brungi Marange, Botman, Dan Byrne, Nick Pope, Eddie Howe is a coach. I feel like yeah. the sporting project, you get a feeling that long term they have a proper grip. A proper yeah. grip. Brun Lage at Wolves, I hope it goes well. 
Stevie G at Aston Villa. I hope it goes well, but there's a bit more doubt. There's a bit yeah. more doubt. So that's why well, I'm I very bullish on Newcastle. That's why I asked yeah. you the question because I felt like you were like, oh my, that's a hard one. So I'm I mean, an inch it, with Newcastle. So it is a little, it is a little difficult to say, but I mean, if they get their right core in place, cause remember they've already set the stage with Dan Byrne, and the right? They've, they've they, yeah, they've got this, um, mm -hmm. they've got this defensive core that yes. clearly they're starting to build out of, uh, that is very Premier League worthy. Is it Premier League winning worthy? No. But is it Premier League worthy? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So if you get that defensive core in place and you start to put the pieces around it mm -hmm. um, and you get the most of San Maximin before you move them on, <laughs> if you move them on, or you get the most of Almiron. what Joel Linton has. Yeah, or Almiron yes! too. Joel um, Linton, come on. That's, yeah. Yes, great shot, they, Bretton. Like that's there's a, a possibility. That's a there's a possibility they could pip. Villa. There's a possibility they could be fighting for seventh or sixth place next year. <laughs> That's you I know, really, they, I believe in it. I, I legit believe in it too, Breton. I believe Newcastle. Yeah. And it's the the fact too that everyone in that club knows that they're replaceable. Mm -hmm. Everyone. Yeah. That's that has an effect. Newcastle. If you're a player at Newcastle, you know, I can leave next January. It's not even like mm -hmm. next season. It's like in January I'm, I go. So the, that 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 has a lot of value psychologically with the players, and yeah, I just wanted to shout out with that with Newcastle in which position you thought you thought they might end up. And I yeah, just want to well, say this too, just so I don't forget to shout this out: Florian Wirtz, mm -hmm. twenty twenty seven renewal. Okay, with Bayern Munich, ah, uh, with Bayern Munich, with Bayer Leverkusen. In my opinion, Ooh. is the right a yeah. Slip. I slip. I slip. I slip. What slip. I wanted to say. <laughs> no, but funny and fierce. Fire Leverkusen 2027 makes it harder oh, for us to yeah. see Bayern Munich getting fierce. That I believe, just like Mbappe, Real, okay, Rice, Chelsea, mm -hmm. Florian Wirtz, Bayern Munich is inevitable too, in my opinion. And if Wirtz didn't have that ACL injury, I fully believe. Byron would have spent 60, 70 million to get him this summer and to be the blockbuster signing of oh, yeah. Bayern Munich with next to Gravenberch. Come on, that, that would be just like the way they would publicize it. Bayern Munich investing in the future. Come on. Yeah, well, and, uh, I'll and tell I you this. I don't know why Bayern wouldn't do it mm -hmm. if if a if an Inter Milan or a Juventus are completely comfortable going after a Nicolo Zaniolo after two ACL surgeries. Why wouldn't you go after a Florian Wirtz with one? I'm just kidding. It's a joke. <laughs> oh, okay. But no, I'm, I am saying, yes, I completely agree with you. Yes. It would have been Wirtz to Bayern mm -hmm. headlines. If he was healthy, he ended the season the way he started and, you know, went through the season. Uh, it would have been Bayern headlines all over the fact, especially, mm -hmm. especially, with this roster turnover, I think you're about to talk to us about. Um, Bayern Munich is not the Bayern Munich of Lewandowski and Thomas Mueller anymore. Exactly, exactly. And you have Sadio Mane now coming in. Times are changing. And he's the top earner, I think, at the club. 20 million a year. So I think he fully deserves it. And if there's a man in football that deserves to get that money, it's Sadio Mane. I'm more than happy that he's successful because he's bringing back to the African culture in Senegal. And man, that what a beautiful person. Like he's such a good man, mm -hmm. Sadio Mane. Yeah. So I just wanted to I'm say that. 
But I'm going to say something sorry. unpopular. Something unpopular. Yes. Just to just to get it in there. Mm. Why do you think Sadio Mane picked Bayern Munich over other teams? Uh, money and status. Yeah. I think money and status both. <laughs> I think but, I, but I'd imagine he he's gone down in status going to going to Bayern in the Bundesliga. I don't where reckon. they've won where they've won, won ten years straight. Well, Bayern, I, in terms of like being the man, I feel like he's seen more as the key player at Bayern yeah. than he is at Liverpool. Because let's be honest, like Liverpool's style of play is very exhausting. And that's why you need a squad rotation. And that's why Luis Diaz, when he came to Liverpool, it was just so much better because the minutes, everyone had less minutes. And so the productivity yeah. could be better. So with Mane, with Bayern, I fully mm -hmm. believe we'll see the best version of Sadio Mane at Bayern Munich. I really believe that. Will it be a Ballon d'Or worthy winner? I'm not going to yeah. say that. I'm not going to because Lewandowski didn't win the Ballon d'Or at uh, Bayern Munich. That is a robbery, I got to say fast. But yeah. if Sadio Mane gets to that level, I don't think I'll think it'll be more of a team push. A team sure. glorified, like they did it. So, but getting a replacement yeah. for Muller is the long-term mm -hmm. worry that Bayern Munich need to fix. So, yeah, I just yeah. wanted to mention. Well, all, all I can say is that that left side, mm -hmm. Sadio Mane, Alfonso Davies. Shush. I I I pity any <laughs> Bundesliga defense. Uh, I mean, that just sounds what, too I, good to be true. Sounds uh, fast, so. I man. hope. Yeah, and and Kingsley Coman in reserve, right? Oh I mean, it, it, it's it, it's like uh, you know, I don't know. Th those are not that's interchangeable parts, but my goodness, that is gonna hurt. <laughs> Dude, that's the, those three parts you mentioned. Oh, then you have yeah. Sane. My days, mm. I don't see Sane news to leave, but Gnabry. I don't see any more yeah. Gnabry news. You remember, like people, Gnabry's yeah. going here, There's Gnabry's going there. So let's not Back sleep on Gnabry. <laughs> let's not right. sleep on Gnabry, but let's let's wait and see. Oof. Like I've got here my last transfer that I want to shout out here in episode mm -hmm. 61. I gotta stay home. I gotta stay with the whole Portugal, and I gotta yeah, say yeah. something huge, huge happened here in the Portuguese news, and it's huge because I feel this is a player that will have the same impact that stays one, two years in Portugal and then is sold for 70, 80, or maybe 100, if it works out well, Enzo Fernandes. Enzo yes. Fernandes going to Benfica. That I got to say, Breton, though, I am not happy yeah. with how the deal is done. I'll be honest. Mm. But if the deal wasn't done like this, I have words. I, I know that Enzo yeah. wouldn't have gone to Benfica. Okay, he, this okay. is what I was told because there is better offers right now okay. for Enzo Fernandes, but the offer of Benfica has something special, and it is that, that he stays at uh, River Plate until the end of Copa Libertadores. And we all oh, know how Marcelo Gallardo is so emotional with his players. He's so. This is why I love him. He is. A psycho a sp he's like a psychologist as a manager sure. too. He just he really goes to the psyche of the players and that Julian Alvarez, Enzo, uh, Enzo Fernandes, Enzo Perez is there too. But these two youngsters are very very emotive and they love love River Plate and that's why I feel like Benfica made and 
I sporting wise, I, I'll say more uh, more forward. But in terms of a transfer, ten million forwards and eight million in variables. Yeah, that's a good deal. For but the only handicap is he arrives after Libertadores, so it will be until December. I, that's a yeah. big handicap I, because resources. I mean, I were allocated. I just watch. Yeah, just watching Enzo Fernandez. Um, mm-hmm. I honestly believe he's a better prospect, has a higher ceiling than a Julian Alvarez does. Oui, um, yeah, watching yeah, him, I'd say watching him. Both. Yeah, I mean they're very different players, obviously very different positions. But I mean World this plus. kid, uh, I, I think almost the fact that that Julian Alvarez was the guy in the headlines at all times mm-hmm. for River and his move to Manchester City that couldn't have helped Enzo Fernandez more, mm-hmm. right? Because all he did was ball out day in, day out for, for, uh, I mean, he is an immensely important player. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously as it seems with, uh, for Marcelo Gallardo and river, um, he's versatile. I mean, the Enzo two years ago pales mm-hmm. in comparison to the Enzo now at, I think he's 21 or so. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, 21. so I, I absolutely, I saw he was going to Benfica. It's been rumored for a very long time. I did not know that he would do the Julian Alvarez and essentially be staying with them. Um, mm-hmm. so I didn't get to read the, uh, the fine print of it all, but mm-hmm. Enzo Fernandez, you're absolutely right. I mean, and... he should be a five, six, seven X, uh, type of investment for Benfica. Uh, in the near future and and Um, in the playing style wise what do people what should people expect with Enzo he's a player uh, he's a eight a modern day eight that can defend very well can attack very well and he is so comfortable to play at the 10 rule the eight rule and he can drop back he drops back to do those tackles that not a lot of players are willing to do and I fully expect Enzo Fernandes to be a national team starter for Argentina in midfield in the next 10 years. If everything works out as it should at Benfica. He's already there at the national team. But at Benfica, we can see him develop into a world-class player. That I fully believe it can happen. Just like Alvarez at Man City, man. I believe in him. I got to ask you, Alex. I mean, I feel like, are you getting soft here? Mm, Are you getting soft? Because... 10 years, 10 years. I would, I would bring that window down to at least five. <laughs> I think years. by, by the time he's 25 or 26 years old, he will be the starter. Um, first, one of the first players on the, the team sheet for Argentina. Oh, so, so, um, sorry. If I all goes like well. A legacy of 10 years. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm okay. starting from this year, 21. I'm sorry. Gotcha. <laughs> I believe like 22 playing at Benfica, yeah. playing with Otamendi there. I feel like I feel like the likes he will he will go up he will go fair up, enough and I feel like he sure. will start not in the World Cup maybe but I do believe yeah. he's definitely going to Qatar in that plane to the World Cup. Yeah. So, well, he's one one injury away from oh, yeah. from you know That's doing something at the World Cup. Not not his injury, but somebody else's injury. Um, so more enamored with the Enzo Fernandez uh, signing than you are the the David Neres. <laughs> Ooh, I'm much more excited for the Enzo Fernandes because yes. I believe that Enzo Fernandes is the type of player that brings you championships. Brings you cha- he's the He's the star, man. In midfield, you can play with two players now because you got yeah. Enzo. He's that type of midfielder. If he was more attacking, more defensive, you couldn't. You got to play with three. Yeah. But he allows the midfield to be with two. And I'm dying to see who Benfica gets at the CDM. At the CDM. And for me... 
Benfica should go and get Sangare that was with Roger Schmidt at PSV. If next season, in January, Benfica's midfield has Sangare and Enzo Fernandes, I, I don't know what this is. That would be just ideal. Ideal. It would be be it would be the best midfield that they can have. Possibly have. So More specifically, regardless of Benfica, mm -hmm. I would love to know your thoughts, maybe for a separate post. Mm. But I would love to know your thoughts on what the hell is Porto going to do with all that money? Yep, and, and the, a lot of that. Porto is yeah. in a lot of that. And by the beginning of this year in go. Portugal, the news was... Porto had to pay 70 million to the banks. 70. Mm. And yes, people, we all know it was 80 million. This, mm. The Fabio Vieira deal 40, Vitinha supposed deal yeah. to PSG 42. So it's the amount just justifies the fact that they are just want they just want to clear the depth. They just want to and shout Makes out sense. to Ivan Nielsen. Shout out I we don't we mm -hmm. it's true we don't talk about Ivan Nielsen as much as Darwin. Of course not. Look, Darwin performed in the Champions League and he had better numbers yeah. in the league, but that doesn't make that Ivan Nielsen is a bad player, people. Okay. He's a great mm -hmm. talent at Porto, okay. But I want to see him another season. Seventy yeah. million for Ivan Nielsen right now to United would be a huge mistake for United. A huge mistake. So, stay another season mm. at Porto, develop, become better, and yeah, then mm. I, I do feel he will leave because we don't see a lot of young strikers available in the market. And it is true, Ivan yeah. Nielsen is strong. He's got a good finishing. The only thing he really misses is the confidence to bang in every single game. And with Taremi, next season, I believe, I believe Porto will be good because Porto is yeah. selling Vitinha and Fabio Vieira. Okay, but Otavio's still there. You know what I mean? Like they, mm -hmm. they 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 still have core players. Uribe. Not a lot of people talk about Uribe. And if there's a player in Portugal that, in my opinion, could play, could play in any team in the world, not a starter, okay, but just be there. Uribe, mm -hmm. Matheus Uribe of Porto, excellent okay. six, excellent six. Mm. What a player that allowed Fabio Vieira and Vitinha to do the, to do them. To just be yeah. them, express themselves. You know what I mean? So sure. <laughs> so yeah, I just well, wanted to shout out. <laughs> well, we out. uh we spent a lot of time on the prem. Um, <laughs> there are a couple others that I just want to bring up. I don't think we need to bring up like you know the the whatevers about it, the terms and everything. <laughs> but man, like under our nose, so many of these young guys that you and I have been tracking over the years, mm -hmm. they've all made their moves recently. Mm -hmm. um, two in particular that I have to bring up. You like to talk about Darwin Nunes, completely understandable. We all know <laughs> the pedigree, the pedigree that Darwin has to follow mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to Uruguay and their strikers. Yes. Okay. There's another one behind Darwin, who's really not that much younger, but Canario Alvarez, um, Augustine, Augustine mm -hmm. Alvarez Martinez. Yes. Um, he is going to Sassuolo mm -hmm. uh, for $12 million. And I don't know if you saw that, but that is one to watch. Watch him in the Serie A. I honestly believe he's going to score quite a few goals. And he's another Peña Roll um, connection, another one. Uh, out the door. So uh, Canario Alvarez is definitely, I think he's 21, mm -hmm. but a very, you know, mobile, bigger striker, mm -hmm. kind of got some similarities in some respects to Darwin, um, but still kind of homing his game, honing his game. The other one is a guy, a Swedish 
wonder kid that we talked about, ah, 18 year old. Yes. Williet Svedberg, uh, who is heading to Celta Vigo. Yes. Um, and, and that's one you definitely need to watch for Luis cheap. Camp. I think it was for like Luis 5 million. Luis Camp uh, it's, is the advisor. He's the advisor of Celta Vigo. Wow, well, there you go. Player. That's a great shout, Bradford. That is a player that people have to remember him as a Swedish national team player already. Okay, already. Yeah. We, we have to yeah. see him for Sweden. I love that shout. Yeah. yeah, and last one. Last one I got to throw out there because this was last week. I was so, I was so excited to talk about this guy. Mm -hmm. We talked a lot today. But back in the Premier League, you know me and the Brighton transfer policy and how excited i am but they have signed one i i really care about yes. and one i don't really care about but they have signed julio Enciso, mm -hmm. uh who's 18 years old he joins for like 12 million euros which is so it, it's it's just good business it is low risk high reward potential mm -hmm. um even if he winds up never playing necessarily <laughs> right it took Alexis McAllister. It took some other players of theirs. Moises Cachedo some time to really start to break into Brighton. Even mm -hmm. if he doesn't wind up playing, he will be sold on. He will be sold on for a profit. Exactly. Julio Enciso has been scoring in Paraguay. He is widely seen as one of Paraguay's top, top young talents. Once again, I'm going to pull out the Fabio Vieira card and say I'm a little worried about his size in the Premier League. Enciso, mm -hmm. but he is a very, very solid um, player that you'll want to watch, another striker uh, for Brighton. And then they also went to FC Norgeland um, and signed Simon uh, Adingra, who's a, you know, a Cote d'Ivoire uh, winger, very decent player for kind mm -hmm. of more money than I would have expected him to. But anyway, Brighton is, um, mm -hmm. I mean, Kozlowski, Motor, Karbownik, Sima, Caicedo, Cucurella, Lamptey. I, I mean, this is just fun business. Graham Potter, I love Graham Potter. I love Brighton. And I want to see him do well next year. I'm not ashamed to say it. It's beautiful. And I have to ask you on this for episode 61. I have to know yeah. this. Bale. Yeah. We got to talk yeah. about this one. Bale. Bale. You want to go on this? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Let's, let's, we have to, we have to talk just well, quick, man. Bale. We can dip our, we can dip our toes in, dip our toes in. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's set it up. Let's set it up. Major League Soccer just signed a big 10-year deal with Apple. Mm -hmm. 250 million a year. It's like 150 million a year more than their previous deal. Okay? Oh uh with various TV networks. They also have a lot more money that will be coming in for whether it's local deals or um on-demand deals, things like that. So, long story short, everybody's saying, you know, the US is a rich country, right? The NBA, they spend a lot. The NFL, they spend a lot. Why doesn't Major League Soccer just spend a lot? Well, the coffers are going to open a little further moving forward. Mm -hmm. But as of right now, they're still operating under the stringent coffers um, that they have been. And um, yeah, on paper, Gareth Bale looks like the retirement league, right? Type of uh, moniker that MLS has gotten. But we all know that Gareth Bale... Yeah, Gareth Bale has something to offer. And to be honest... If I'm LAFC mm -hmm. and I've got the people I've got, Magic Johnson and all these other 50 owners that they've got that are all millionaires and billionaires in their own right, it is a very good calculated risk to get more people in Los Angeles, in the United States, watching every game because who's going to be there? Gareth Bale. We all watched David Beckham when he came over. We all watched Wayne Rooney when he came to DC United. Mm -hmm. There has been this trajectory where if you get the right name, 
Mm-hmm. People will watch. And Gareth Bale, he's a name. He's a name. He's five Champions League. He, he loves golf, fine. But Best man, player. is he capable? Uh, yeah, he's capable of like the but, the ridiculous. Okay, Bale, and that's what people want to see. Bale arrives in the MLS at 32, and immediately, I think this is not a debate. He is the best player in the MLS when he arrives. Yeah, yeah. And and what what we can have a discussion is when there's another player that does arrive, and I want to ask you this: Who would you rather mm-hmm. have so with Insigne and Bale? I know you're high on Insigne too. Oh yeah. So I. That, that could be that can be the rivalry next season. Okay, okay, LAFC against Los Angeles Galaxy. That's the rivalry. Yeah. But in terms of league, like I think Insigne will work out well at Toronto and mm-hmm. Bale at LAFC. But there is too another player that went to LAFC too, and we gotta shout him too. Giorgio huh? Chiellini, okay? The man with him. the experience at the back and adding with Vela. A Vela that is a player that's always in contention. To be the best yep. player in the league. We all know in the past that Ibra talk. Ibra versus Vela. That <laughs> we loved it. Come on, Ibra. Ibra, Ibra all the way. Ibra. Ibra all yeah, the I way. mean, LAFC has, has had their best times with Carlos Vela. The fact that they have held on to Carlos Vela and brought in Gareth Bale <laughs> and brought in Chiellini. Um, okay, Chiellini is very much a retirement league type of thing, but we all know what Chiellini provides in the locker room. And obviously, it was only what a year, a year ago that uh, he was winning the, the Euros, Euros. With, yeah. with Italy. Fuck. So Fuck. Uh, this this man still has something in his tank. And uh, when when it comes down to it, yeah, Lorenzo and Senior at mm-hmm. it just makes sense. The Italian community in Toronto, Toronto hit it out of the park when they brought in. Uh, Giovinco, right? Giovinco um, from, I forget. Juve, Juve. Was it from Juve? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He was such a massive signing for them. Mm -hmm. And they, as if you thought they couldn't go out and find somebody, you know, and Senior is what, 31? I'd say 30, maybe older, 33, 34. Okay. Well, he was still on top of his game for Napoli in Mm -hmm. Syria. One of the better all around players there. And I, I think you're right. I think this could be the rising from the ashes of Toronto FC again. <laughs> I think LAFC and um, the Galaxy are going to have to step up their game in that Jeez. department uh, signings. And there is more money that will be coming into Major League Soccer. Um, <laughs> absolutely. And there will be more spending. And some will hit and some will miss. Uh, but uh, even a team like the Columbus Crew, <laughs> widely seen as a mid-market team, you know, you don't look at Columbus, Ohio and say, my goodness, there are millions and millions and millions of people there that just breathe, eat, sleep soccer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, they do when the U.S. men's national team plays because <laughs> when we when we want to beat Mexico, we put it in Columbus or we put it in Cincinnati now. <laughs> but long story short, they just signed Cucho Hernandez uh, for about $10 million, 23-year-old. Uh, guy can score goals. Guy has been stuck at Watford. Um, really not getting his chance at Watford, but has scored goals elsewhere. I think he's going to hit the ground running much like, um, mm-hmm. oh my, why am I forgetting the Atlanta United striker's name? Uh, uh, Joseph Martinez, yes. Yeah, thank you. Joseph Martinez uh, mm-hmm. from Syria. That's the uh, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, waking up for the baby. Anyway, long story short, this is a new time for Major League Soccer. We talked about Major <laughs> League Soccer going 1.0, 2.0, 3.0. Mm-hmm. You will see new names come into the league. Exactly, and exactly. I and love it. I feel I like it. this bail is the first name. I feel like the names that are going to yeah. come 
to the MLS in the next three, four years, I fully Stop. believe we will have Neymar going to the MLS, Pogba mm -hmm. going to the MLS, Messi mm -hmm. going to the MLS. Mm -hmm. And I do believe there is a chance of Cristiano being at the same time in the MLS as Messi. As Messi. I believe there's that possibility. But he can and, come back home to Sporting too. That I've, and as I've, long... Mm -hmm. Here's all I care about. As long as those names can come in the door. <laughs> we have the 2026 World Cup, which we'll talk about in two seconds, right? But we have the 2026 World Cup that's coming down the pike here. Mm. This stretch from 2022 to the beginning of the World Cup in 2026 and probably the year after it mm -hmm. is one of the most important stretches in Major League Soccer and American soccer's history. Very American true. football, whatever Very you want to call it. Um, and and this, if they can, if they can thread the needle right, mm -hmm. right, and not just throw money at those guys you just talked about, who are all worthy of throwing money at, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> also bringing in the young players like the Alan Velasco's, the um, the uh, you know uh, even an Ezekiel Barco or a Miguel Almiron, or uh, building the players like a Brendan Aronson mm -hmm. too. Um, if they can continue both of those at mm -hmm. the same time as the, the coffers get wider and the, you know, the money bags start to open up, um, this yes. league could make massive, massive strides, but I'm not going to go as far to say it could do what Gianni Infantino seems to think it can do. Mm. Gianni Infantino apparently said during the draw, or maybe some interview after the draw, he said that he believes that soccer football mm -hmm. in the United States or in North America will be the biggest sport no by 2026 ah, I, well, ah by 20 oh, okay by 20 oh okay. yeah no 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 no, no. remember remember mm -hmm. the comment section when i said in the last what in the next like seven to ten years or what did i say five to six years the sports remember the comment section when i said that uh mls could be a top league yeah but, um yeah but, top five league and but that's whatever. different that's different <laughs> he's, that's he's different. Infantino is pandering. I don't think he understands how big NFL is, how big NBA is. But football is bigger, short, man. I'll be honest with you. Football, football is, is bigger. bigger. Like the real football is much bigger than the NFL and the NBA. I I, yeah. I, I feel like the World Cup itself is bigger than the Wait, NBA and the NFL. So like the Champions League and UEFA, they're like just they're just waving. Hi everyone. It, this is a different different galaxy. <laughs> I think it, it tennis, absolutely though. is. But, I think tennis but condensing, would be a sport that I I, I but, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Well, but well, tennis tennis has its limitations, but, but, mm, but convincing. True, true, sorry. Yeah. But convincing the American population that American football, you know, uh, that the NBA can be replaced by a world sport soccer and basketball is a world sport don't get me wrong but when you think of the nba i mean they call themselves world champions when exactly. they win the uh you I know and like when you win the world series in baseball when you know okay there's a couple japanese players there's a bunch of dominican players there's a bunch of you know whatever mm -hmm. if it's truly world you have a world cup exactly right exactly um exactly and and that's what the nba you you feel like they want to be worldwide but football, they want their football is worldwide already. So it it's is. Like, yeah. But we have a, a, a last shout we got to do, right? To the cities? Yeah, man. To the cities. Well, one one city in particular, sir. <laughs> one city in particular. Um, I got to respect no. that. All, I got to respect that. If it was listed. All I can say is four years from now, we're going to have uh, the biggest FC Wonder Kid party. Uh, who knows? <laughs> it might be called something else then, right? But we are going to have the largest. Uh, World Cup party on these shores, and we're going to invite everybody. 
Um, it'll be a lot of fun, but yeah, Philadelphia, where I am born and raised in and around this area, mm-hmm. uh, got the World's Cup. And when you consider that there were only 15, 15 uh, in Mexico, Canada, and the United States that were selected, um, Philadelphia being chosen over the nation's capital, which is, you know, D.C. and Baltimore, um, being chosen over Chicago, um, that's a it's a big deal. So Philly is, uh, I know we're ecstatic. Everyone I know in this community here is so excited. Um, but think about this, man. In 2026, you can head out to L.A. You can head to Miami. You can head to Mexico City. Always want to go, wanted to go there. Have Where's never the been final? there and would love to go. Where's the final? Uh, Probably going to be in, my guess is probably in Texas, Dallas, maybe. Uh, might might be in the new stadium, might be in SoFi, Los Angeles, but it'll be someplace that straddles, you know, Mexico and the United States. Oh my so days. That, this, that, I, I'm already, like, we still didn't get Qatar and I'm already going crazy with 2026. I know, dude. I'm excited. I'm people. excited. Oh, man. But yes, people, put down below anything, any transfer we missed out or anything that you disagree with us. Put down below mm-hmm. in the comment section so we can see that your thoughts uh, about episode 61. And please, people, do not forget to like this video and subscribe to FC Wonder Kid on YouTube, people. Thank you for listening to episode 61, and thank you for going bold, community.